Welcome to Last Time On, the watchcaster, everyone who wants to watch all this prestige television, but who has time for all that? I know I don't. I'm Jafar. And I am Ben. And we are three episodes and two and a half seasons into Breaking Bad right now. Efficiency. Right? We are burning through this show. I know. Uh, I was honestly more worried. I feel like I'm following it okay. I had an interesting conversation about this with our podcast buddy, Chris, dear mutual friend of both of us, and uh, he has seen this show. And so he's kind of like, where are you at? Like, what's happening? You know, and we were talking about it because I'm like, I'm not getting details, right? He knows the premise. Things that I should not know are not being shared with me. And I'm, like, throwing stuff out there, like, you know, it made sense, like, this, there's this, which probably means this happened. You know, this was in the background, which probably means this thing. And Chris is all like, this show might be too good for your premise. Because it's actually setting stuff up and paying it off. And Yeah, like, this show might be either the perfect show to try this with or the worst show to try what we're doing with. with. I think it's perfect because I'm going to get a false sense of hubris going into something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I think if we were to try to do another show that is not nearly as well laid out, we're going to run into a lot of problems. Yeah. Which is kind of what, I mean, that's funny. That's what we're kind of hoping for, to be perfectly honest. Right now, it feels like this podcast is a episode review podcast with a dash of improv. I know we wanted to aim for an improv podcast with a dash of TV review. Yes. Um, and the show is just too good for that. But we'll, la vie. we'll see. We'll see if it holds up. We'll see how it is when we get to season five and we've watched six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that said, I got really lucky. Uh, yeah. So... We're recording ahead of time, uh, not sure when these episodes will actually hit the internet. I think this one, this would come out in the middle of June, this episode. We'll, so, hypothetically, a few months from now, just to put us in a place in time, the Writers Guild is just going on strike. Today, yeah, as and we record. I got very, very lucky that we, had we been doing a week-to-week review... Mm-hmm. Something would have been spoiled for me. Oh. But since we jumped right deep into season two, it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I had like one of those like news push notifications mm-hmm. uh, where Dean Norris, the actor who plays uh, Hank, okay. was talking about how his character was supposed to die at the end of season one. Mm. But this show was on the air the last time the Writers Guild went on strike. They had a truncated first season. They did, yeah, I noticed uh, it was short. Which meant that they didn't get to the point where they were going to kill Hank. Which meant, and I'm I'm just, you know, projecting here because I did not read the article because I don't want to know how yeah. long, you know, anybody sticks around. 
but it seems, you know, to be a, well, we have to have him back for season two. Let's just keep the guy around and not be like, okay, season two, episode two, we kill you. Yeah. You know, where it would have fallen originally in our story. Uh, so it was him being like, yeah, uh, I I got to stay on this TV show because of the writer's strike. Uh, <laughs> hey, take him where you can get him. Yeah. Always happy for people to get paid for their work. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that is an interesting story. I'm glad you shared, Ben. Yeah. Uh, so we are watching. Well, we watched season two, episode nine, four days out. Um, I don't know if this is a particularly famous episode of this show because I haven't done research and I refuse to. Exactly. Uh, but I feel like this could be one of those episodes. This was a great episode. This was a fantastic bottle episode. And I feel like I'm, I'm maybe even have seen it before because on our old podcast draft, the universe, I think we did a bottle episode draft. Uh, did we, or maybe we just talked about it. I don't think we did it. Okay. I think uh, we had talked about it at one point. Cause I remember looking into shows with bottle episodes and that had kind of remind like I feel like I saw this episode on a list of best bottle episodes at some point. Um, and you want me to look it up? I can check. No. Okay. No, I this don't. does feel like something we would have done. T- yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, listener. Uh, I don't think we've actually talked about it on this show yet, but Ben and I, along with the aforementioned Chris, did a podcast called Draft the Universe. It's all available online. Yep. Uh, on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, we don't make it anymore. But there's 130 episodes of us talking about all kinds of shit. Everyone's favorite thing on the internet, three white dudes doing a podcast. Hey, you're only white if you're <laughs> listening to rap in the car. Here at TSA, you are not. Did I beep? Oh, no, you didn't beep. Just a random security check. If you could just uh, step aside, please. Just over here. Random, huh? That's fair. All right. Well, we uh, open this episode on the White family, including Hank and Marie, yes, the oncologist. Which I feel like I hate going to the doctor. Yeah. And the oncologist is the worst doctor to go to. And Nothing I, against you if you're an oncologist. That no, is not a personal statement. No one, you understand, no one wants to see you. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you were, And I, I understand how tiring that must be being like, Everybody I encounter all day is having the worst day of their life. But I really appreciated the acting of uh, Dean Norris in this scene, mm-hmm. where it was clearly a, there is a social obligation for me to be here. I am providing nothing here, and my wife is being annoying. And, yes. and uh, I know Walt doesn't want me here. Yeah. I, I am in hell. <laughs> I actually think Walt might want him there. Um, so I've got a little last time on for you here. Okay. So we know Walt has escaped Tuco. We know Skylar and Marie are talking again. I think these are not unrelated incidents. I don't think that the conflict was resolved outside one without the other. So last time on, we saw Walt being kidnapped by Tuco. I think Hank rescues Walt from Tuco without knowing exactly. And he is just considered a random kidnapping victim. Interesting. This might even place him and Jesse together. If they're both rescued at the same time, 
uh, has like random kidnapping victims, which would explain why like Walt, you know, like Skylar might see or hear Walt talking to Jesse at some point. Mm -hmm. That would now be, oh, well, they went through this thing together. They, they have trauma bonded. Yeah. They are the survivors of this kidnapping. I think the stress of being kidnapped for weeks, I'm, I'm, I think they were out for a while, has reunited Marie and Skylar. I think Walt also missed a bunch of chemotherapy while he was kidnapped, which is why they're all at this appointment together to find out how his cancer is doing. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to allow it. So Walt gets a scan, he gets a glimpse at his results, and it looks like his tumor is the size of his heart. Yes. Uh, and I really enjoyed the, uh, the setup here where now we have been able to piece together Marie is a lab tech at a different oncologist. Yeah. <laughs> and she really goes into the lab techs are the are the real people who know what's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to wait for an oncologist. I could tell you just looking at it what's going on. And it's very funny because in that moment, you're meant to feel like, well, Marie's an idiot. Mm -hmm. And then what immediately happens, Walt, as he's leaving, asks the, the technician, Hey, man, like, what do you see? What's going on? And the technician's like, man, I don't know. I'm not telling you shit. Um, I'm not getting, like, even if I think I know, I'm not getting fucking sued. Yeah. And then Walt sees something, assumes he knows what's going on, and is just like, I don't need to wait for the doctor. I can see the scan. I know what's going on. Yep. And I'm about to die. Immediately makes the same, like, the same thing we were having, that gut reaction of Marie is an idiot. Mm-hmm. He does the same exact fucking thing. Exactly. <laughs> this show is so good. Oh, yeah. I almost feel bad about not watching all of it, but eh. <laughs> As he's waiting to go in for his scan, he has a horrible coughing fit. Yes. Goes into the bathroom where the most egregious crime we have seen on the show <laughs> takes place. We have seen murders. Mm -hmm. We have seen meth making. Yep. Some other guy talks to Walt while he's in the toilet. <laughs> there is a code. He's just checking on him. I know. You You wait for him to say, hey, can I get some help? You do not initiate. You're at the oncologist. People are going through chemo. There's a non-zero percent chance that was a doctor or nurse or someone. Like, there is a circumstance here. But I understand and appreciate the sentiment and the respectful bathroom etiquette. Then. Yes. Uh, we go to theme. When we come back, we meet Saul Goodman. We finally meet Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, this is the lawyer who gets a spinoff, and that show's supposed to be pretty good, too. I think it just wrapped. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk is great. We find out Walt has only made $16,000. Ben, what happened to her? What the hell happened? Can't explain. But I got the van. Well, okay. I can absolutely go into this, because I was actually just about to say... We know he had more money than this. For sure. This is 20% of what he made the one week of dealing with Tuco. And that's not counting the money he had stashed, presumably, already. And so we saw him stash in the in the last episode a bunch of money, although it really didn't gun. seem like that much. Uh, uh, I, I think I counted like six or seven rolls. Each one of stacks. those is yeah. $20,000. I mean, it, it still didn't seem, or you counted the rolls in the in the bag. We also saw him pull the 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 stacks out of the air vent. Yeah, he, the stacks didn't didn't look that big, and there weren't that many of them. Okay, um, but 
I don't know, it, uh, he pulled a bunch of stacks, shoved them into a uh, diaper box mm-hmm. in between the season uh, premiere and now. After they get out, after he escapes from uh, the hostage situation, mm-hmm. he goes and immediately starts to try and find that box, only to find out that Skylar had destroyed it. Mm. In her uh, rage at Walt being disappeared, she freaks out, like, my husband is missing, we've got no money, I've got, uh, you know, a baby on the way, and I've got these shit diapers! And, like, lights it on fire. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And uh, all that money is destroyed with her never knowing that everything that was supposed to solve her problems was what she was just getting rid of. All right. Saul and Walt talk a bit here. And Saul... I love the so nuts good. and bolts of crime stuff. Like, yeah. just talking about the, like, percentages of money laundering. Like, I, I don't want to see, like, you know, mobsters doing mob stuff. I want to, like, be in the room with the guy with the books. <laughs> yeah. When Walt's like, I'm going to have to cook more. And Saul goes, yeah, that's my legal opinion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Walt tells Skylar he's going to go visit his mom for a couple of days. And I loved this uh, because apparently they have a relationship so toxic that Skylar's just like, no, I will not be going with you. No, I now will not be calling you. Um, yeah. I do not want to be in any sort of situation where your mother remembers I exist. Yep. Yikes. Uh... She... He also drops this when she's just like, hey, let's just have a relaxing weekend. Do something to get your mind off the test results. And as anyone who has waited for test results knows, no, we're just going to have a awful fucking fake vacation while we all are sitting around thinking about the same horrible thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, we cut over to Jesse. And Kristen Ritter, who I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. Jessica Jones was in this show. Yeah, he was, he's there with the B from Apartment 23. I was about to make that joke. Oh, I've, okay. I've got it in my notes. <laughs> nah, it's, it's a good reference. Yeah. It's a good show. Uh, anyways, uh, the B from Apartment 23 wants to take Jesse to a Georgia O'Keeffe museum. Yes. <laughs> uh, which, you know, read the room, uh, Kristen Ritter, like... You're dating a guy like Jesse. Mm-hmm. Does he seem like the museum art exhibit type? <laughs> she knows he doesn't, which is no. why she has to entice him with the fact that all of the paintings are secretly of vaginas. Yes. That said, I did appreciate that Jesse's house, I don't think it's the same house. It does not look like the same house. It is a nice place. It's interesting seeing, like, Jesse in a nicer venue than Walt. Yeah. Uh, and also, Jesse sprang for the Crunchberries. <laughs> uh, they have cereal while planning their trip. Yeah. Walt calls Jesse and tells him he needs to clear his calendar and prep for a cookathon. Uh, he lies to Jesse about why, which Jesse will later realize. Walt gets dropped off at the airport and then picked up in the RV. Do you think he bought a ticket? Did he buy a fake ticket? He must have. The way that their financial situation is, and knowing that uh, Skylar 
is kind of like the czar of household money. I don't think he could have gone to the airport without buying a ticket and her not thinking something was amiss. Yeah, which, you know, it feels it feels weird. All right, my family might be destitute. I've got $16,000. Mm-hmm. We need to put 800 bucks on the credit card for a round-trip flight that I'm not getting on. Yeah, but it's a cost that he's willing to pay when he thinks about how much money they could possibly make yes on this on this cookathon which is the goal really is to get to that 747 737 737 doesn't need that big of a plane uh they're big planes also we have the uh least populous uh airport terminal ever this place smells wrong really badly wrong they can pull up <laughs> immediately right out front of it and they're like two people walking around with their luggage. I have been in many, many airports, Ben. Mm -hmm. I have uh, been fortunate enough, listener, to spend five years of my life traveling around the continental United States for work. And I have been many, many places from big cities to small little towns. And this is one of the tiniest airports I've ever seen. I would compare it to Toledo and Green Bay which are both towns that barely warrant having an airport. Right. Uh, uh, it is a tiny little fucking airport. And I've, I've been in smaller airports, to be clear, too. But those are for, like, very specific, like, private plane kind of, like, like, when I went out to Beaver Island and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, like, the Sheboygan Airport is smaller than this. But it felt like it was maybe two or three gates but it, it the the thing that got me was there was also constant PA chatter, as <laughs> if it is a much bigger airport. Uh, and do we know what city they're in, besides not Santa Fe? I'm sure we do. I'm I'm, I'm sure. I'm guessing it's Albuquerque. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say it's Albuquerque. Whether or not doesn't yeah. matter. Okay. Anyways, uh, Jesse is picked up rations as they, which Walt goes over as they drive out to seclusion. <laughs> Like four bags of Funyuns. <laughs> so the thing that gets me here, one, I'm mad at Walt's disdain for Funyuns. Jesse went the distance. He got different types of Funyuns. He did. Like, he got the variety sampler he, plant He's not pack. eating the same Funyuns for four days. But also, Walt does not seem like the kind of guy who's not like, we're hitting a party store on our way out of town. Uh, yeah. Like, he just trusted Jesse to get supplies. Like, we have, a, like weird speed ramping of them driving like four hours out of town mm-hmm. and it's just like i would imagine they'd hit up a mire on their way out uh yeah it's okay. not like they need to be somewhere by some time they, they would have passed a piggly wiggly by now yeah yeah that's fair uh but well also probably doesn't want to be seen on camera anywhere or also spend money and leave a trail yeah uh but it was it was still very like Clearly nobody, like, you trusted the guy you can't trust with anything for four days worth of food. Yeah, I mean, a little grill. Well, you've got propane tanks, yeah. uh, you know, so like a burner and some ground beef in a cooler or something. Or some hot, hot dogs. dogs. Yeah. yeah. Do a fire. Beans, Spock, but no ordinary beans. These are from an old southern recipe handed down to me by my father. 
Or just some fucking jerky. <laughs> Anyways, so, they telegraph this very good because yes. it's very clear that the battery's going to die. I got, I actually wrote down, dipshit is going to kill the battery. Yeah. Uh, which, so they fight, uh, Jesse puts the keys on the, the counter mm-hmm. and Walt is like, no, that is our workstation. You can't put the keys there. And then instantly, as soon as Jesse is out of his eyeline, I now no longer care what he does with the keys. (laughs) And Jesse puts them in the ignition. And we see Uh, a little red light come on. Yep. Then we cut over to our meth Yeah, science montage. Yeah, we see the boys cooking meth for a bit. They've made 19-gallon bags of meth. At 2.2 pounds each. Walt works this out to $672,000 of profit. Each. How did you get the house back from the bank? I bought the bank. Jesse convinces Walt to go into town and find a Denny's and a hotel. But first, I... Not knowing the meth market, they're gonna flood the market, right? Um, I believe there is no intention to sell that much meth at once. Okay. Um... And I think we learn that from Walt and Jesse's conversation at the end of the episode. Okay. I, I, I took that more as we're going to sell it all at once, but I don't think I'm going to live to see tomorrow. No, it's not. Uh, I'm going to nickel and dime this out over the next eight months. Yeah. No, he makes a point with Jesse to be all like the family needs to get the money after I'm gone because you're not going to be able to sell this in time. Yeah. And I think that would be the, goal at least economically it would be smart to not do that or for jesse to travel and sell it which seems needlessly risky but yeah it's a lot of meth well we also don't know what their distribution pipeline is right now yeah is tuco dead is tuco now working for them as i said maybe mm, no. probably not probably i think not. tuco's probably dead. tuco's probably dead <laughs> um <laughs> We learn, so they, they turn, they try to start the RV and they learn the battery is dead and thus begins the comedy of errors. Yeah. It, it's immediately well, like, okay, battery's dead, but we've got a generator. Yeah. Uh, I, I was thinking the same thing too. It's all like, oh, we'll just siphon some gas out, get the generator going, charge it up. Uh, but then but, Jesse, like a dumbass, pours a bunch of gas all over the generator. He gets it right in the air filter. Yep. Doesn't let it air out. Yep. And the thing is, if they had just, like, stopped and let the generator sit for 15 minutes... Would have been fine. All the gasoline would have evaporated. Yep. That would have been caused a problem. Wouldn't have been an issue. Also, why is Lungy McNolungs the guy who's doing the siphoning? <laughs> you won't have to live with the damage. Why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? Fair. Oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to allow it. Um, I mean, uh, it can't be worse. The situation, yeah. it can only improve his situation. So. Yeah, so they blow up the generator because they try to ignite it while it is soaked in gasoline. Yep. And then Jesse puts out the fire with their remaining supply of water. As Walt stands there with the fire extinguisher, just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Jesse tries getting cell signal and can't. So they resort to using Walt's phone which was a point of contention because Skylar monitors his phone calls. To the point where one out-of-place phone call will be noted. Which, I'm going to go ahead and call, last time on, Walt has cheated on Skylar. I'm going to say, last time on, Walt got caught calling drug people 
and Skyler thinks he's cheating. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to agree with that because I'd like my point. Okay. <laughs> I, will, I will take my point now. Walt has cheated on Skyler. So the other thing we get into now is they both have one phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, previously, we saw that Walt had a burner phone to call Jesse. Yes. Why does he no longer have a burner phone to make crime calls? Well, he probably wasn't anticipating the need to make crime calls. He has a bit of a Spartan attitude when it comes to bringing things along. He's the guy who won't even bring an extra outfit so he doesn't smell like meth. Yeah, but they're fighting over using phones. They have no water, no real food. But I will say this is still not the worst camping trip I would have been on. (laughs) Uh, um, I mean, the conversation tonight turns to drinking piss pretty quickly. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No. But I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Ben? Yes. Is it still the worst? We've been on some awful camping trips, Jafar. We have. We have, uh, definitely. We have been camping in rural Pennsylvania as it rains for nine days. I have seen tents fly down hills on, like, water slides. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> I'm still saying this is better than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no one's, yeah, we haven't been flooded out, although they'd probably appreciate being flooded out at this point. Yeah. They call Skinny Pete to come save them. They try to check in later at night, and he's all like, yeah, after yeah, I, I just... cross that river, and they're just like, oh, we're fucked, and then the phone dies. Yeah, what river? Um, <laughs> and we never get any closure on that. Uh, <laughs> and we never will. Well, we'll see about that. But they fall asleep, the last of their lanterns die, and then Jesse wakes up to Walt just outside the RV cranking it. Yeah. Just, just cranking, cranking it. it. Yep, just he is hand on his rod. Yeah. Just He is manually turning the rotor in the exploded generator, trying to trickle charge the, the battery. RV. Yep. And this is so nerve wracking because I've jumped you know, I've jumped cars before, you've jumped cars before. A couple times. You know, if you try and start it too soon, you've just started the whole process over again. Yes, which is why Walt is so insistent that Jesse not start it yet. Yeah, and why he's, each time Jesse's like, we gotta be done, right? Walt's like, no, five more minutes. Yeah. Just because I know he has that same anxiety. He has no idea how long we have to do this, well, but the idea of doing it too early... Yeah. Is perpetual. Exactly. Uh, and they, they, Walt clearly pushes to the point of exhaustion. Like, he yes. stumbles back into the RV. And he is, like, passed out. Jesse thinks he's dead. Yeah. How often do you go out into the, the deserts of New Mexico and t- find two guys in an RV just cranking mm-hmm. it, taking turns? Yeah. Too many times. I, I'm sad we didn't get a scene of Walt checking to see if the keys were still in the ignition before cranking it. <laughs> that would have... That would have been... Funny, but just too sad. Uh, but after what appears to be hours and hours and hours of yeah. manually cranking this RV, they try it, and it sounds like it starts, and then it immediately dies. Yep. Throughout all this, Walt does nearly pass out. He's, he is unconscious momentarily. He coughs really badly afterwards, and it's come clear that he cannot hide his illness from Jesse. Yep, he starts coughing up blood. And Jesse's puts it all together at this hey. point. The chemicals don't go bad. And it's like, the chemicals going bad 
is as much of a motivation for Jesse as I might be dead this time next week. We mm-hmm. have to cook as much as we possibly can now. I feel like that would have lit at just as much of a fire underneath him without the uh, unnecessary obfuscation. Yeah, he knows he cannot cook as good as Walt. No, and he knows this guy is my meal ticket, mm-hmm. so I don't know why the subterfuge. And we get a shot of like this dead wolf outside the RV, and when we cut back in, Jesse seems to know everything that's going on with Walt. He's instantly yeah. taken Walt's side. He's instantly sympathetic to Walt. He's not... Yeah. They were fighting. They were at each other's necks for a while, and this is done now. Yeah. Because Jesse, while being a moron, is not a monster. Yeah. But then we get Walt just going on about how he deserves this, and how it is my my fault. And it's like, dude, you do not have a monopoly on disappointing your family. <laughs> uh, like, this is not... You are not the only person who has made dumb, bad choices. Yeah. So, after this, Jesse starts just kind of rambling. Like, come on, we've got all this stuff. Do some science. You made thermite. Make a robot or something. I don't know. And he's just like, make a robot. Make a battery. Do something. And then Walt, like, jumps up. And uh, Jesse's like, you're going to make a robot? He's like, no, you dipshit. I'm going to make a battery. Which made me really sad because I know it's not the show, but I would watch Methbot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, of course, Ben, as a BattleBots alumni. Fair enough. Yes, okay. Maybe Methbot is more in my wheelhouse than I had thought. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you are absolutely right. He is such a high school teacher here. I actually wrote that down. Like, he's still a science teacher at heart. Yeah. Uh, he starts telling Jesse, like, rip all this shit apart. Give me all the stuff. We're making a battery. And, and it's not just that. It's describing everything as he's doing it. He's describing it in a way that he's like, and you're following along, right? Yeah. And then our missing element is? And Jesse's like, wire! Yeah. Like, Copper. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Makes a six-cell battery, and the engine turns over. But we haven't answered our most important question. Which is? Where is Skinny? Skinny Pete. Uh, so, Jafar, I have to ask you, what happened to her? What the hell happened? Can't explain. But I got the van. Uh, what we don't get, Ben, is the episode before or after this. which was after. Which was just told from Skinny Pete's perspective. Um, where he goes to rescue our heroes, uh, anti-heroes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to call them. <laughs> Protagonists. Protagonists. In the process, ends up accidentally kidnapping a bear. He ends up at the zoo. It's a whole thing. Uh, but him and the bear end up driving for like 20 miles. Quickly, in here. Who's driving? Oh my God, bear is driving. How can that be? And they're just in the wrong way. He does let the bear go by that river. Mm -hmm. Um, Go be free. It's like, it's a panda, man. It's going to (laughs) die. Oh, no, not a panda. They're endangered. (laughs) You just need to go back to nature, bro. Why do pandas sound like Yoda to you? Anyways, yeah, so no, there's this whole thing that we miss that would, is a great other episode of this show that we won't watch. Yep. Uh, oh, and he ends up 
finding the place and getting there an hour after they've left. Enough time where they wouldn't see each other passing down that one road. Gotcha. All right. But they they did save the day with science. Yep. Jesse affirms that Walt's family will get his share if Jesse has to sell it all after Walt dies while dropping him off at the airport. At the doctor's, we find Walt's tumor has shrunk by 80%. Yes. The coughing blood is a side effect of chemo, not cancer. Well, it's, yeah, so it is, a re- it is radiation pneumonia. Mm-hmm. But I did not appreciate the oncologist, like, slow selling the good news. Oh, he doesn't get to do this very often, Ben. I know, but still. So... Remission can mean the cancer just isn't growing. Mm-hmm. And what we hope to see is 20%, but it not growing at all is is positive. Yep. It's decreased by 80%. It's like, yeah. man, just start the meeting off that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I did appreciate Walt is just like dumbfounded and he's just like, but I'm coughing up blood. And the oncologist is like, motherfucker, you gotta tell me that. <laughs> right. That is pertinent knowledge. That said, also, it feels like radiation pneumonia is something the doctor should have warned him about. Uh, like, okay, we're about to start this process. Side effects may include... <laughs> right. So after Walt gets this good news, he bloodies his knuckles, punching the paper towel dispenser to credits. Yep. And that's our episode. Ready to roll some bones, Ben? I am ready to roll some bones. Alright. Alright, that is a nine. Nine. We're skipping nine episodes, so I'll look that episode up in a minute. But before I do, let's make some predictions. Lincoln, what are you doing up there? Guessing. I guess no one's coming. I have seen into the future. You ruined the prophecy. Well, so first we're going to review our outstanding predictions oh, yes. to see where we're at. Yes, sorry. All right. So episode one, my predictions were Jesse is going to get shot. Still waiting on it. Mm-hmm. Walt cheats on his wife. I'm taking my two. I, I don't think so. Okay. We, ha- we haven't had positive confirmation of that. And then Walt's cancer diagnosis is incorrect. Pretty sure the ship has sailed on that one. Yep. And then after that, I had Jesse accidentally spills a bag of meth because it wasn't sealed. I, that, so close. I am sure that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost willing to just, like, give that. <laughs> Marie comes to visit and steals Walt's hat. And Hank catches Walt. Walt cuts him in in the operation. If it wasn't for the second half of that, I might aim to collect that point right now. Yeah. But that does not appear to be the case currently. So I've got from our first episode, Skylar never actually writes anything. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good say, <laughs> saying we're there. But Let's we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Because you know, I said another never. reference. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bogdan gets run over by a car in the car wash. It's a feel good moment. Not yet. We haven't seen it. Uh, Waiting for that finale. And this one actually makes me sad because we didn't get to see my boy in this episode. But Gomez is murdered violently by Hank. We got to see Gomez last time, but we didn't get to see my boy Gomez in this episode. Yep. But it was pretty much a, yeah, a was, two-hander. Yeah, this is a really tight episode. So I'm holding out that my boy Gomez is still out there. All right. And then the next one, Hank has to choose between Marie's kleptomania and his job. He picks his job. Seems like they're still together. So, yep. oh, I got Tuco ends up working for Walt. 
if we've decided that Tuco gets killed... Uh, More than likely. It feels that I, way. It feels like he's not a problem anymore. Yeah. And then no one ever actually tries to turn Walt and Jesse in. Every problem is only because of their own paranoia and naivete. That seems to be still on the board. <laughs> I'd say that's still on the board. Every problem is just because they keep misunderstanding shit. Definitely still on the table. All right, what do you got for this one? So my daytime prediction, Kristen Ritter, we don't know her name, but my guess is she becomes a capital problem. <laughs> uh, not maybe in a, like, I'm going to go turn you into the feds kind of way, but in a, like, I'm going to blackmail you kind of way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold you doing making meth over your head. Also, I'm going to, like, start making bad choices and be like, my be- my meth dealer boyfriend will take care of you kind of way. Mm-hmm. My evening prediction is the RV explodes. Okay. Uh, I have something similar. And then my prime time, Skinny is never seen, but is called <laughs> at least three more times. <laughs> Skinny Pete is, like, a dude. Like, Skinny Pete uh, permeates the zeitgeist. Like, Skinny Pete was just in The Mandalorian. And I don't know anything about that actor besides that he's Skinny Skinny Pete. And I haven't even seen this show. Because there is no actor. We never see Skinny Pete. (laughs) He is just a reference point for other person Jesse knows. Okay. So for my daytime, upgrade with two Gs. They have a ton of cash. And Walt can't just win the lottery. So I expect things with the operation to improve. Or at the very least, Walt is going to buy property. Mm-hmm. He's going he's gonna to buy some land. If we see them cooking again, I expect it to not be in the RV. Mostly because of the events of this episode going so poorly. Yes. Uh, but also just uh, they each have hundreds of thousands of dollars coming from this. We're skipping nine episodes. They've got to do something with that money. Yes. And Walt can't just magic it into his bank account. So he's going to do things that are long-term investment. Buying businesses, buying land. That kind of stuff. Evening. Skylar finds out about Walt cooking. Mm. I'm not sure Walt is going to continue cooking at this point. Mostly because the impetus is gone. Yes. If he's going to live long-term and he just got all of this money... He has to find a way to slowly work it into his life and be done. There's no mm-hmm. reason for him not to, to, to continue. Also, if the drama is going to change from gun hijinks and him not dealing any, and cooking for a bit, at the very least a little while, I assume the cancer comes back. We got a couple seasons of this show. I expect there to be other forms of drama to kind of keep the story going until things come crashing down around Walt to the point where he feels the need to cook again for whatever reason, which leads to my primetime prediction. And I hate to even say these words out <gasps> loud because it's bad. And I don't even want It's like they I fix th- the water heater. I think they lose their baby. Oh no. Yeah. Something's going to happen there. The story is too happy right now. And we know the babies do any day. This is exactly the kind of season finale thing that we're not going to be able to watch that would happen, that would tear them apart. Mm-hmm. Something needs to drive us into next season. And I think that's going to be Skyler and Walt having very rocky roads. And I think between him finding out about, or her finding out about his meth history now, and also the loss of a child, that it's going to push them farther away. 
Okay, so looking it up, season three, episode five is our next episode. The name of this episode is Moss. As Skylar reconsiders her objections to Walt's return, he mulls over returning to the drug trade. Also, Hank's obsession promises trouble for Jesse. Okay. So it seems like they, they have separated. It, yeah, it, yeah, I think they've separated and maybe not getting back together. It sounds irreconcilable at this point, which is what, one reason why, you know, it's like, well, if I'm not going to have to hide this from my wife, it'll be a lot easier to just be fucking rich. Mm. So that's the vibe. All right. Man, well, I want to know what's going to happen next time, but we're not going to be able to find out. Nope. No, we're skipping too far ahead. We're going to be in the season three. Yeah, we'll be in the top half of season three after this. Thank you so much, Dripe, for letting us use one of our favorite songs, Goon Squad, as our theme music. They're currently touring until the end of August. You can check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, Google, wherever you listen to music. They've got music there, and you should definitely go check them out. Thank you also to Annette Lucina for the wonderful photograph of the TV that we used to create our podcast cover image. Thank you for doing your art and then licensing it under Creative Commons so that other artists can use it uh, without worrying about having to buy a stock image subscription of some variety it's greatly appreciated thank you 